everybody. Welcome back. I am Jacob Long, and this is the Trumpet of Truth podcast. Uh, today we're going to be reading out of Ephesians. We're going to be talking about uh, the longest wrestling match in history, wrestling match that's been going on since the Garden. But before we get into that, we're going to do some table talk. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read it? Our table talk today is um, interpretations. What are your thoughts on fasting? What are my thoughts on fasting? Um, it's important because it's, it. it's yeah, it's mentioned over seventy times in the in scripture. Um, so it's got to be important to be mentioned that many times. Um, I know Jesus fasted, his disciples fasted, the apostles fasted. Um, so obviously, there's deep spiritual meaning to fasting. Um, personally, I think it's one of the most submissive ways you can seek the will of God. Yeah. Uh, by taking yourself away from something and putting yourself before him in those times when you want to seek other things besides him. Um, I do think a common misconception is that fasting has to be done with food. Um, you can fast from all kinds of stuff. Social media, you can fast from ordering race car parts. <laughs> you can fast from all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But obviously, I think the most serious is probably food because you need food to live. Yeah. The, main, the whole point of fasting is taking away something that you are holding higher to an extent above God and you're spending more time on that thing or doing that thing or whatever than God. And, it you know, that's one of the commandments. Don't have any other gods before me. So when you do fasting, you're taking those things out of the equation and focusing on God. Yeah. And so it's important to not only fast from those things, but in place of those things, Bring yourself closer to God by reading the Bible, you know, praying, singing praises, all of those things that will bring you closer to God. You have to do in place of those things. Yeah, and I think the modern church kind of has kind of lost the um, oh the the roots of fasting. Like we were, I want I wasn't taught about fasting, uh-huh, yeah. young girl, like in Sunday school and stuff, or even from my parents or or anyone, because fasting was always kind of taught to Skinned me over. that it was. That's what Jewish people do. Yeah, yeah. That's what like Hindus do. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a, a Christian thing when it's you know, plain it's in the littered Bible. all over the New Testament and all over the whole whole Bible. Um and you know, Jesus fasted. Yeah. So um I definitely think the church and the body of Christ needs to get back to fasting. I personally have done several fasts, but I've only finished a few because <laughs> it Believe it or not, they're really, really hard. Really, really hard. Um, but the one that I did, the first one I ever did, I did finish. It was a seven-day fast, and I only ate once a day. Um, totally took out all sugar in my diet and just strictly ate um, meats and vegetables. Yeah. And, you know, cut out all, all sugar. For that nothing. one meal. For yeah. that one meal, yeah. And I generally ate it like, what, 7 o'clock at night? Yeah, it was a good Then night. I wouldn't eat all day. And when you're a fat guy like me and you have... <laughs> <laughs> snacking throughout the day and you you know well you eat breakfast and lunch too i mean yeah, you just normal. i found myself honestly by day three like when you cut all that stuff out of your diet and you're and the hunger kind of drives the the passion to dive more into his word and during that time i was running a sidearm mower for the state <laughs> and so i was just in a tractor by myself all day and i had my phone hooked up to the radio and I was just listening to sermons. I was listening to worship music. I was yeah. playing scripture on my phone and just totally 
surrounding myself with it and man was it something i remember that fast because you would come home and be like i feel so alive like i feel like i'm and, just soaking yeah, in everything that certain God's- scriptures that i just kind of breezed over like a light bulb had clicked on in my head when i reread those or listened to them mm-hmm. on my phone and i was just like the like dots started getting connected light bulbs started coming on and i was like man this is why have I missed crazy. that? Yeah. I wish I would have picked up fasting a long time ago. Yeah. So with, with all that being said, uh, fasting, in what my opinion, yeah. it is very important. It's a good way to get closer to God. It's a good way to um, develop a, a deep connection with him and yourself. And, and you're, I mean, God gives us what we're going to talk about today or no, not today. In a different podcast, spiritual gifts is something we're going to talk about here yeah, soon. We're going to talk about it's a good gifts. way to kind of dive deeper into your spiritual gifts with God and grow them and use them for God's yeah, glory. Fasting can do all kinds of things for you spiritually. So, um, you know, let's just get into the reading. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> we're going to read a passage out of Ephesians. It's not a very big passage, but there's a whole lot to unpackage. A um, ton. <laughs> but before we get into the reading, I would like to just pray real quick. Yeah. Uh, Father God, I pray that when we read your word in these next few moments that you empty myself of me and fill me with you. Let me not w- utter one false word and let everything be for my good and for everyone listening. It's good. Um, I pray that you bless this message and you bless me and my wife and my children and everyone listening on this podcast. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's just get into it. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, if you're not familiar with the book of Ephesians, it was a, an epistle or a letter written from Paul to the Ephesians. It's in the New Testament. It's in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's not very long. It's just six chapters, yeah. but there's a whole lot in there. So without further ado, let's start in. Yep. Chapter 6, verse 10. I think I'm just going to read the whole, what we're going to go over, and then we'll just kind of dissect it. Okay. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means schemes. Yeah. I didn't know that till the other day. Allie had to explain (laughs) it to me. But yeah, wiles means schemes. So... Stand against the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am the ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So yeah, um, that's only like 10, nine, yeah, yeah. Nine, nine, 10 verses there. 
but um, a whole lot to unpackage. And the first thing I want to talk about is I mentioned earlier the longest wrestling match mm-hmm. in history because it says in verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So our battle is not with unbelievers. It's not with people at the abortion clinic. It's not with uh, fraudulent Joe Biden administration. <laughs> it's not with yeah. You know, just people, crazy yeah. people. It's not against people. It's not with people. Right. It's with. He says it right here. Clear as day. It's in not the against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Well, what principalities? That's like your, um, your conscience, like what, what's good yeah. and what's, you know, versus what's evil, you know? So, and we uh, fight against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. And with all that being said, everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. There's good spiritual stuff and there's bad spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other. And so we wrestle against this. We've been wrestling against this since the garden. Yeah. When Eve was deceived by the serpent. By the serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just talk about what is spiritual in today's world. Yeah. Um, the Bible talks about a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. I think it's a legion of spirits because there's all kinds of fear. And this isn't like the fear, like I'm afraid to get on that roller coaster. That's more like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspicion or like, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's dangerous. Yeah. Type of thing. That's not really fear. That's more like just common sense. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. The fear that's talked about here is like a loss of faith. It's a fear of, of what you may lose in this life. Mm-hmm. And that plays differently on every person, but I think every person is intertangled with that spirit of fear yeah. at some point. And in Second Timothy one seven, it says, "For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind." So there, it, right there, He is not giving us the spirit of fear. Right. It tells us that fear is a spirit, and that is a. Um, a principality, a wickedness in this world. That mm-hmm. is just one of the many. <laughs> right. Well, what about the um, the woman who had a, a spirit of infirmity, mm-hmm. spirit that made her sick? Yeah. Didn't it say that she had she had bled for years and years and years and yeah. years? <clears throat> so many years. It, it didn't say that. Oh, she was just she had an illness. No, she had a spirit of, of infirmity. infirmity. Yeah, of infirmity. Yeah. So she was sick because of this spirit. Yeah. And that can be easily skipped over because you just think, oh, she had a broken she, leg. Yeah, or she, was, she was just sick. Yeah, she was just she sick. Had a, yeah, she had an illness. No. No, she had a spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, state. and then another example. the When Jesus and John and James and Peter come off the mountain of transfiguration and the other disciples can't cast out this demon because it was a dumb spirit, mm-hmm. as it calls it, that, you know, yeah. that made the kid not be able to talk. Yeah, mute, basically. Yeah, made, made it mute. mute. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. He had a dumb spirit, is what it says. And it was throwing him around and casting him into the water. And right. It wasn't the that fire. the kid was dumb or the kid wouldn't. It was the spirit yeah. that made him that way. Yeah. So with all that being said, there is a spirit of addiction. There's a spirit of perversion and pornography. Yeah. There's spirits attached to music. Yeah. I mean, everything you see is spiritual. And once you realize that, things become so clear of why, you know, if you notice in the gospel, everywhere Jesus went, when he was performing miracle signs and wonders, he always cast out a demon. Mm-hmm. He always More than was anything else he did besides preach, you know, the gospel, he did 
casting out of demons and spirits more than any yeah. other thing that we did in the New Testament. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we always just think of like miracles yeah. as in just like, oh, he touched the person and he healed or yeah, he, he raised turned, Lazarus from yeah, the he dead. He turned water into wine once. Yeah, yeah. He raised Lazarus from the dead once. once. And, <laughs> he you know, walked he, on he, water twice. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, so I mean, but he cast out demons and rebuked evil spirits tens and constantly. Tens and tens and tens and And healed yeah. people that were oppressed or possessed by a spirit. Yeah. Everything is spiritual. And, and it took me so long until the last like six months or so to kind of wrap my mind around this because if, you know, we have things like I, uh, you know, in my youth, I really loved listening to like heavy metal, mm-hmm. rock and roll. Like loved it. Like that was my music to go to the weight room with. That was my music to get, you know, kind get of pumped, pumped up, up before a, a sporting event mm-hmm. or a game. I loved the rock and roll and the heavy metal. I'm telling you right now, it's demonic. Yeah. And the people that sing it and the people that make that music will tell you that, mm-hmm. that there's a spirit of music. And if you surround yourself with this type of stuff there's a correlation between things going wrong in your life and then what's around you spiritually yeah absolutely and the bible tells us that like you know over and over a spirit of fear is a dumb spirit a spirit of infirmity and we i mean a lot of times we like to say oh that's just my flesh taking over like oh i can't get rid of this thing or i can't quit smoking or i can't do this this and that because it's just my flesh but it's not it says plain as day we don't wrestle with flesh and blood we wrestle with these spirits with principalities that are trying with right to and wrong, yeah with yeah the uh, spiritual wickedness it just mm-hmm. says right there in high places yeah so if you don't think that people in power are not demonically influenced and not everyone in power and, is that's well, not, yeah, what, that's we're not saying. what we're saying and not everyone that's sick has a spirit of infirmity that's right. not what we're saying but sometimes you say, well, oh, I've just been sick for, for 10 years. Yeah. Okay, well, no one's sick for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, check, you know, look around you. What's surround, what are you surrounding yourself with? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, something could very evil be attached to the things you do, to the things you listen to, yeah. to what you watch. And keeping you oppressed without you even knowing it. And I will, like, nine out of 10 times broken marriages come from perversity. Mm-hmm. If it's not financial, I'm talking about intimacy, <laughs> yeah. intimacy wise. It's come from perversity mm-hmm. and there's a spirit of perversion. Mm-hmm. Like it's not natural to want to watch pornography. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. And these are like, these are hard topics to talk about yeah. because so many people in the, in the church and you know, the world that we live in and the culture we live in deal with these things and we, they need deliverance from that. Yeah. And you know, um, a lot of people will tell you like, well, a person that's in the body of Christ can't be spiritually oppressed or possessed. And and to some extent, I do agree with that. A person that has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, there cannot be an evil spirit occupy that space while the Holy Spirit is indwelling there. Right. But I do believe that an evil spirit can oppress someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they can dangle, you know, rock and roll music in front of you and mm-hmm. make you want to listen to it. Doesn't yeah. mean you're going to live in that and do those things in those songs, but just listening to it will keep you away from God and keep you away from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and an example of this is the church of Corinth. Paul wrote to him and said, you know, you guys, that you're the, oh, the elders in the church, the younger men were having sex with their moms. Mm-hmm. They were having their husbands or their father's wives. Yeah. And Which Paul, is Paul says, even pagans don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's a spirit of perversity in the church. Right. Right. You know, so with all that being said, everything is spiritual. And once you start to understand that things really become 
clear real mm-hmm. quick on who we really fight against. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities. We fight against powers, rulers of darkness in this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And let me tell you this. There is some spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Yep. Abortion is not okay. Right. People in high places that say it is, wicked spirit. No way, yeah, there's no that fact is not you can't argue it. And sometimes we have a, a tendency to if we see the word like wickedness or spiritual wickedness, we just associate it with like Satan worship and these like blatantly obvious Which that is real. Right, right, right. But you know what I'm saying, like these blatantly obvious things that oh that's wickedness. But there's so many other things that the spiritual you know the demonic presences have infiltrated that we don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And you have to really put on your glasses and really focus on what's around you and what you're putting your kids around, what you're putting, Mm -hmm. you know, what you yourself are going around. And you just have to really be aware because it's not just this blatantly obvious, Oh, look, I'm worshiping Satan that you have to steer clear of. There's so many things in our world. Mm -hmm. And personally, I've experienced demonic Mm -hmm. presences. I've experienced it. In Me, your my brothers and my dad have. And I'm not going to get into any kind of crazy detail about it because it's personal. But that demonic influence was ushered in, in my opinion and my father's opinion, by a spirit of perversity, yeah. of perversion. And it found something to latch itself in in our home. And I can remember being pretty young and my dad rebuking it. Mm-hmm. And to some of you listening, you're like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's the God's honest truth. You know, there was, there was something in our house and it was ushered in by perversion. And And I I bet a lot of you listening could probably pinpoint sometime in your life where you felt uneasy and that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's real. Like it's in the Bible. Jesus cast out demons. It's a real thing. Hollywood has so blown it up that we tend to overlook it as just something that can never happen. Yeah. We we think possession, demonic possession. Yeah. Okay. That word actually means in the Bible, it means demonized. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when Hollywood shows these these exorcism movies and these paranormal activity movies where these people are full blown demon possessed and they're yeah. you know doing kinds of crazy things that can happen, but that's not the case in every situation. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, that's like the rarest form yeah. of demonic influence, right? Right. Full blown manifestation. It does happen. The Bible says it does, but that's not every single case. Mm-hmm. And if you think that Hollywood's doing that on accident, then you're also not yeah, having your not eyes paying, open yeah, as well, because that is a full-blown you have no discernment. demonic occult. But um, anyways, all that being said... That was I, one verse. Yeah, everything is spiritual. <laughs> so just start in, in your day-to-day routine. Just try to pick up on things like the music you're listening to or, or the things you're scrolling through and seeing on Facebook. If it's no good, if it's perverted, if it's you know just wicked and any way or causes you to sin mm-hmm. denounce it yeah cut it out mm-hmm. you know cut it out of your life it's no good and obviously we're all going to sin and keep you know doing that you know, yeah there's and no... not every sin is caused yeah. by an evil spirit oppressing you that's not what we're saying either yeah. satan is called the prince and power of the air like he's yeah. everywhere you know and, and he's got a, a fleet of demons that are still here that have been here even the ones that jesus cast out those jokers are still here yeah and they're still oppressing and possessing people and that's a, another like interesting point that we could go down that rabbit hole because it says in the Bible when Jesus cast out those demons, he didn't say go to hell. He just said get out. Yeah. Those demons are still here. They're still here. They're still oppressing everyone that's on this earth right mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, just your day to day life, your, whatever your routine you're in. Um, if there's perversion, rebuke it. Mm-hmm. If there's um, any kind of like gambling or or, or drugs or addiction. alcoholism or addiction, or, or just anything that causes you to sin, because you're and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that oh you shouldn't smoke that's a sin. It is a sin, but you can overcome it. And I'm not saying you're a bad person because you smoke or you drink or whatever. Yeah. But the Bible says your body is a temple. So when you do things to harm your body, you're harming yourself, mm-hmm. and that's a sin. Yep. So and there could be a spirit of addiction keeping you in that be. in that and, bondage. And you know, there's nothing wrong with having a drink with a meal, <laughs> but it's when you turn to the bottle when you turn to the drugs and you turn to those things out of desperation to make you feel better and you have to have those to function, you know, that's no good. Yeah. Yep. Sober mindedness is what you want. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a whole other topic we can talk about, <laughs> but just keep in mind, just think of everything being spiritual. And I promise you light bulbs will click and you'll see, Oh my goodness, there's something to that. Yeah. So anyways, let's uh, move on down. We could spend all night talking. about. So that. yeah. And to kind of, give you guys like a a wide view of this whole passage. Like God tells you what we're fighting against in verse 12. Obviously we're not, you know, we're fighting against the rulers of darkness and all that stuff. And then from here on out, he tells you how we overcome that on this earth. How can we protect ourselves and you, you know, have God dwell in us to protect ourselves from these things that we are fighting. So just for like an overview, wide view of what we're going to go over next. I, Forgot about this. I was going to add this <laughs> just real quick. Yeah. Um, when you get those gut feelings to like uh, pay for someone's meal or to give a homeless person money or to um, just pray over someone or, or bless someone or just go out of your way to do something kind because that feeling just overcomes you, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit can nudge you in those directions to do those things and to give you those feelings, don't you think evil spirits can do the same thing? Yeah. But opposite? Yeah. They sure can. Mm-hmm. They sure can. Because you can't have one without the other. Right. So anyways, that is a quick point. I was yeah. going to say that a minute ago, but I, I lost it in some <laughs> other train of thought. Um, so let's just go ahead and read 13 and keep going. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So, so these are the things we have yeah, to do to this stand. This is what we got to do yeah. to withstand all the evil. Mm-hmm. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Your that's, loins girt—that's like a belt. Yeah, that's a it? fancy way of saying just something that holds your. Mm-hmm. And it's with together. truth. So, truth. If you notice, truth always holds things together too. Yep. Even when people don't like to hear the truth, it does hold things together. Right. Truth does not break. Mm-hmm. All right, and having the breastplate of righteousness. So, um, keep reading and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So you're standing firm in the peace of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's what gives you peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And I read that shield of faith is in Jesus. Jesus is your shield. He's already defeated everything. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Jesus has done it. We just got to accept it put on his armor and say, out of here, Satan. (laughs) And uh, as you read right there, it says that it quenches all fiery darts of wickedness. Mm. All fire uh, of just wicked. Sorry. Yeah. Of of the wicked quenches all fiery darts of wicked because Jesus 
repels every evil thing. He rebukes every Even evil thing. Just the name of Jesus rebukes evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And you probably, I, go ahead. Um, I think, you know, the helmet protects the largest, you know, part of your body, the most important part of your body, your brain, your thoughts, your, you know, your personality. So I think that it's super important, you know, salvation, we have to have that in our mind. We have to protect our head and our mind with salvation and the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Mm -hmm. The word cuts. You ever heard the double-edged sword? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's because... You know, everything else will pass away, but Jesus's words are forever. God's word is forever. Yeah. It's timeless. And it's a two-edged sword that will cut you deep. Because it's the truth. Because it's the truth. Yeah. And it's from God. Mm-hmm. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I think it's interesting. Uh, if you read other letters that Paul's written in the New Testament, you read that he talks about praying in the spirit a lot. Mm-hmm. Because there's... You know, when you're praying to God, you have to keep in mind that when you're born again, you're born a new creature. You're born of the Spirit. So when you pray, your spirit is connecting with the Holy Spirit. Uh And just like we talked about, everything is spiritual. And it's, you're really focusing on the submission. Like when you pray in the Spirit, you're really focusing on the will of God and you're submitting to whatever He have you do. That's why you're praying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Mm -hmm. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he's praying that, you know, not only you're going to suit up and boot up with the armor, but we're going to be bold about the gospel. Well, and it's interesting because... You know, if you were writing a letter to someone or texting, we do this all the time. Like, hey, pray for me. Say a quick prayer for me about, you know, my health, that it gets better. Say a quick prayer for me that I have comfort and peace. He doesn't pray for that. And keep in mind, like, he's on house arrest right now when he's writing this. It says he was in bonds. He was in bonds right now in Rome as Mm -hmm. he's writing this. So it would have been very smart of him to be like, hey, pray for my comfort. Pray for my well-being. I'm in prison. But he doesn't. What does he pray for? He prays for... The ability to keep speaking boldly. The ability to keep uttering what he's supposed to utter as God gives him. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's so telling of who Paul was. Like, in five years later, fast forward, he gets martyred. Like, that's Mm -hmm. where he was in his ministry. He was getting persecuted over and over and over and over again. And yet he was just praying to still be bold. (laughs) He very easily could have just said something more comforting like, Hey, pray for me that... I get some good food and a nice bed to sleep on. Maybe the Wi-Fi will kick on. I can, you know, get on a smartphone here at the prison and, you know, keep up with everyone else. No, it's just like, just pray that I keep being bold. Mm -hmm. You know, that I have peace in the gospel and and be bold when I ought to speak Mm -hmm. as I ought to, you know? So that's crazy. Yeah. I I want that kind of, you know, faith and connection with the Holy Spirit that Paul has and the obedience. It's crazy. I feel like every story that we say, we're like, Oh, I want to be a Philip. Oh, I want to be a Paul. <laughs> These are, well, you know, that's why the guys like that are in the Bible because yeah. no one remembers a guy that cut John the Baptist's head off. Right. They remember John the Baptist. Right. 
No one remembers the, the people that were named. That, that doesn't name the people that were staying outside when Jesus was being tried before Pilate, yelling, crucify him, crucify him. They're not named. No. Nope. just know Jesus' story. Right. Just like these guys. You know, the jokers ain't named. It's the the good ones. Right. The men of God that stood up boldly. So to give you guys a, a runaround again of everything that we went over with the armor of God, you're supposed to belt up, have your loins girded with truth. You need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet need to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You need to have your shield of faith to quench all those fiery darts, your helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And all of these things come together with prayer. Pray always and pray always. Keep going. Keep persevering in your prayer as well. One interesting thing I noticed about the armor here, it's things that are on your front, a breastplate, Mm. a helmet, a a shield, sword. There's nothing. Yeah, sword. There's nothing covering your back because God's got your back. He wants you to go right to the fight. (laughs) Yep. He doesn't want you to turn around. He He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't raise up people who retreat. Mm -hmm. He doesn't raise up men of God who, who, cower down and and turn their back and, and and walk the other direction he he raises up people who who take the fight head on mm-hmm. because you have the armor of god in front of you and the shield he's behind you yeah so and he raises up people who truly believe this like this is all good and well for us to read all these things but we there's going to come a time in our lives where we're going to have to stand up for the truth and all of these things god has given us every single thing we need to succeed and it's right here, mm-hmm. plain as day. So it's just, it's really important that you guys take this for what it is and don't just skim over it as another one of those, like the Beatitudes, oh, the armor of God, just one of those things in the Bible. Like this is how we are supposed to defeat spiritual wickedness. Yeah, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, we just got to read it for ourselves and mm-hmm. <clears throat> try to make heads or tail of what we're reading. And uh, this is Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, basically to the end of the chapter. Um, you can read it for yourself and and yeah spend time in god's word soak it in and maybe he'll tell you something new that we didn't even talk about i'm sure actually i'm certain that he will show you something that we didn't say absolutely (laughs) um so let's just uh do a song yeah yeah song picked out so this is the song for this week is a new song it's actually on casting crown's new album um yeah, Casting Crown's new album they just put out in January, I believe. It's called Crazy People by Casting Crowns, and it's a very upbeat song. Yeah, it's not typically a song style that I go for, but yeah. it's really awesome. It's, like the, it. the words are really, really good. So with all this being said of putting on your armor of God, this is a very fitting song for that as well. All right, I'm going to read some of the lyrics. <laughs> Who builds a boat with no clouds in sight? Who walks up to a giant and picks a fight? Who turns a lion's den into a petting zoo? Who can have church in the fiery furnace? I'll tell you. Crazy people trust in Jesus, following him wherever he leads us. Kingdom seekers walk by faith believers. Here's the church, here's the steeple, and here's to all God's crazy people. Yeah, you've got to be half crazy sometimes to read the Bible and, and believe what it says because there's yeah. some crazy things in there. Yep. Um, like that, you know, we just talked about the whole armor of God and who mm-hmm. picks a, a fight with a giant. Well, someone who's got the full armor of God on. Yep, who builds a boat with no clouds in sight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone who has that full faith and trust in Jesus. Or lions den into a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. Or starts, breaks out church with, with Jesus. And the, in a fire in furnace. In a fiery furnace. <laughs> 
Men that have the full armor of God on. Yeah, so at the end of the song, it says, um, I'm one of those crazy people, and I want to keep being one of those crazy people. So we encourage you guys to be the crazy crazy Christians. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I sent this song to my dad about three days ago, two, three days ago. And uh, I said, hey, I know this is not like our type of music because it's really like upbeat and kind of goofy. But I was like, for some reason, this song reminds me of, of you and myself a little bit. And he texted back and said, man, if I had it. A quarter for every time someone called me crazy. <laughs> because <laughs> of be a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes, you know, people call you a Jesus freak or crazy that you believe the Bible and you know how, have faith in something you can't yeah, see. Yeah, how weird it, it is to, to have faith in something like that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm like <laughs> good for me, I guess. I don't know what to how to respond to that, but I you yep. know, I'm crazy. Okay, yeah, I'm crazy about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Crazy about his word, crazy about serving God. Don't be afraid to go against the flow, guys. Be a little crazy. Be crazy. Yep. So that was Crazy People by Casting Crowns. Hopefully it gives you a little encouragement going into your work week this week. Keep wrestling, too. Keep wrestling against that wickedness. Yep. That's what we're fighting against, guys. Mm -hmm. We're fighting against wickedness, not flesh and blood. So if you have a disagreement at work or with your family or with whoever, remember that you're not fighting against them. So take a step back and really think about what you're fighting against and try again. Try mm-hmm. to explain it a different way. Yep. We don't fight, fight against each other. It's yeah. a, a fight against good and evil. We're fighting against the, the enemy. <laughs> yeah. What Pastor Cal say? I am not your enemy. <laughs> I am not your enemy. <laughs> we are not enemies. Mm-hmm. Devil, Satan. He is our Lucifer, enemy. Lucifer, that dragon, he is the enemy. Squashing like a bug. Yep. Spit in his face. <laughs> All right. You want to pray? Yeah. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this segment. We really love Ephesians 6. So, All right. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for, once again, another opportunity to read your word and tell others about you. I pray that this podcast does not fall on deaf ears, Lord, and I pray that you give it to whoever needs it and they soak it in and take it for what it's worth and learn more about you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good week, everybody.